Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Spinning the Reel. I'm your host, Evan. And the name's Cody. Cody wrote. And I like... That's, that's not the line. Well, that's what I want to say. So that's what I said. It's my line. All right. Okay. What I should say is, you know what? When I, they ask me for a drink, whiskey on the rocks, forget the whole debate over a shaken or stirred martini with the olives in it. We don't need it. Well, if Whiskey we've learned anything here, folks, Cody is not going to be the next James Bond. Why not? The next James Bond, hear me out. Whiskey on the rocks. That's what you need to do. He's going to be driving Alfa Romeos instead of Aston Martins, because why not? Exactly. Oh, by the way, that's what we're talking about today, guys. James Bond, Daniel Craig, no and time what else? to die. And nothing who we else. Think- we're nothing just else. talking about James <laughs> Bond. <laughs> This is a James Bond-filled, inspired episode. Yes. So we'll start with No Time to Die. Don't die, Evan. Don't die on me. There's, there's no time there's to die on this podcast. No time. We've only After got an the hour podcast, here. whatever happens, all right? Take too long. The world is arming faster than we can respond. Where's 007? I need a favor, brother. You're the only one I trust for this. The world's moved on, Commander Bond. You were double O. Two years. So stay in your lane. You get in my way. I will put a bullet in your knee. All right, Cody. We are talking No Time to Die, the fifth and final James Bond movie of uh, Daniel Craig's tenure as 007. What is No Time to Die? <laughs> It's another Daniel Craig James Bond movie, and it's the last one, man. So he's retired, but then he's back. But he's not back with the agency. He's back with the CIA. But then he gets back with the agency. Then there's this whole plot about basically the world ending, because if you've seen any action movie, if you don't put a villain in there that can destroy the whole world with something, in this case, nanobots, then you're not doing it right. So that's where we're at. He's back out of retirement. It's going to take down our boy. Uh, I forget his name right now. Rami Malik. It was something Rami like Malik. uh, something like demonic, sort of. Yeah, it's like Lucifer. It wasn't it like Lucifer. It was Lucifer. It wasn't Lucifer, but it was like very close to Lucifer. Yeah, whatever. Anyways. I'm gonna look it up now. You want to know what Rami Malik's character is? I do because I didn't Lucifer, care that much. Lucifer, Saffin, terrible villain. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, about this. So we're going to get into the rest of uh, Daniel Craig's tenure as Bond. So I don't really want to frame this in terms of the other, the previous four James Bond movies. Just like as the so as its own thing. What what did you think about this movie, Cody? I really liked it, man. I I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. To be honest with you, um, obviously there was hits and miss to it all. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but. I've really come to enjoy Daniel Craig as James Bond. I, I got to be honest. I think this is the only one I actually at the time had seen in theaters. All the other ones kind of played catch up almost all at once. Oh, really? It had been a couple I think I years. I saw Skyfall in theaters, but the gotcha. I, I it would have been, I, I'll tell you what, it would have definitely added to, I think me even enjoying it more. Cause um, I enjoyed almost every one of these movies. I, I was entertained in every movie. Again, I'm not trying to frame it around everything. It's a bad one. We will talk about it later. <laughs> uh, but uh, having seen, I had to see Spectre the night before, before I had gone see No Time to Die. And I really like where like the story went, man. Like I really felt like, you know, this 
it it created its own universe per se and it wasn't as much as it you could go into this movie and know nothing about the previous movies it it doesn't benefit you to do so like it definitely plays off of that um so yeah, i do kind of enjoy very it. dependent on on the earlier installments it, I it is like. but i still think if you hadn't seen them it's like you could go in and just watch it and be like okay i don't understand all these characters per se but i understand like it's a james bond movie like i Get said what's like, going on the premise it has happened in every action flick kind of movie right there here's your villain or you know this thing and I, like i said in you know my little summary these nanobots that you know you can arm to basically through dna kill anybody and everybody per se and and then that's like the threat of the the whole thing and you know and the whole time you know now we've dealt with daniel craig for 16 years as james bond you know it, we're at the point where it's technology versus you know versus an agent versus someone in the field you know they make that very clear especially in these last two movies where do we lie in that aspect and you know how much is a 007 agent still needed and that's where i really like uh what's her name's character in this too uh lashana Lashana Lynch as the new 007 I I like that comparison like a lot to be fair because it's like here you have you know here you have Daniel Craig James Bond retirement coming back working for the CIA at the point in time and and dealing sort of but but seeing that 007 agent and seeing where you know like where he used to be and you know how much has changed like how she's like the real shoulder uh like soldier and stuff like right Daniel Craig wasn't he was a soldier don't get me wrong but like he wasn't like one that was dependent so much on like, there wasn't as many gadgets and gizmos and stuff as I can like relate to what I felt like James Bond always was like something to going for. I, I think that speaks again, trying to mm-hmm. stay away from all of it collectively. But I think that's what made his character. So like special in a way too. Cause it's like, there's a lot of movies it's built up over the years, of course, it's just the way I think it has to go kind of thing to get these bigger, better gadgets and stuff. But like, he doesn't necessarily rely on that to, to do his job per se and, and he sees that other side of it that more future side the way that the agency has to like now go to and you know and his time uh, again coming to an end kind of thing so i i do like her character and there is the new like 007 agent and uh yeah rami malik's character i'll let you talk here but you're right he's <laughs> because of the premise of like the threat was bigger than like the villain so it's like as much as i do appreciate rami malik i, I like him uh his character you really didn't even need his character. Like he could have been in there less and it wouldn't have like affected like my rating or my, like anything in this movie, mm-hmm. having to deal with his character, knowing what the threat was. It's like, he doesn't even that... show up to like halfway through. Yeah. And again, though, the threat, the threat's already there, the nanobot threats there. And it's like, whoever's behind it, 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 it's almost insignificant per se. So like his character just didn't feel as warranted other than trying to give a backstory to, uh, uh, Leah's Lisa Doak's character, character yeah. as, as Madeline Swan. So, other than that though man like i i just i really i just enjoyed it man it was just fun it was a good time and i didn't even get to on a day armist but i'll let you type in there oh, I'll, I, I'll talk I know about you, on a yeah, day armist there you I go love on a day armist <laughs> um but but first I'll, I'll talk a little more broadly like i said i don't want to get into the whole james bond but i have some thoughts about how craig is different than some of the previous iterations of James Bond, and, and we'll get to that in a second. But I think just as a movie, this is you're right, it's fun. Like, it's just, the nanobot plot is dumb as hell. Like, it's just like, oh, now there's the, these robots in your blood and they'll kill you one day or whatever. Like, who, who cares? It's just an excuse for, uh, for Daniel Craig to go around and crack jokes, which he doesn't get to do in this uh, franchise very much. But 
this uh, the ratio of one-liners uh, in this movie is uh, much higher than any previous installment, which is a good time. Um, Rami Malek is bad in this movie. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about Rami Malek in general. Like Bohemian Rhapsody just kind of soured me on him for obvious reasons. Um, but I, I, it's a problem that the Bond movies have had as well because like the the villains haven't been super compelling for the most part there's been a couple good ones a couple bad ones Rami Malek just he doesn't really seem like he has a deeper motivation he's just sort of there to be like we're the same person James like every other fucking villain which is a waste of time but I I do like that this movie kind of lets lets Daniel Craig have the the comedy lets him have the action scenes but also lets him have like the more emotional stuff and I think doesn't always blend together perfectly but it it works a little bit better than um than it could i also really appreciated not no spoilers here but there is uh there's a child that shows up at at some point in this movie and gets taken but it's not really played for like child endangerment i didn't ever feel i don't know if you did but i didn't ever feel like a kid was gonna die in this movie like or was at risk of dying and and it's kind of refreshing to see a movie not dangle like uh child endangerment to like raise the stakes um to the extent that they could have but uh that was entertaining all right anna de Armas, best part of the movie right like she shows up for 10 minutes and just kicks ass is very very funny and you're just like i want to watch three hours of this movie that's what i want to see and uh she rocks on de Armas rules if they do any spinoffs or anything which seems like they might be leading into something like that number one on the list should be paloma her character from cuba <laughs> she absolutely rules did you uh I assume you also got a kick out of that, uh, that sequence. Yeah. And it would be, you know, this is kind of a thing that, you know, these five movies together have like made its own like cinematic universe uh, per se, like for what we now deem as like a cinematic universe, I feel like with everything that goes on now with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm with it. Like, you know what I mean? Like why, why stick to this box of what James Bond is like as much as like Daniel Craig to us, right. For our generation, for the age that we are now, like Daniel Craig was our James Bond and I get it. There was Sean Connery and stuff. And that was another generation bond and stuff, but you know, why, why stick to that box and why stick to that script of having James Bond be what he is. Uh, And why stick to the script of just having James Bond? Like at this point in time, you're right on a day arm is kick ass as this cool cia agent who showed up it's like her first week in the like three weeks of trading and it's like her first day in the field like stuff. so like, like oblivious and like things yeah who doesn't want like very who funny. doesn't want to see like a movie like that i get it like you know we've had already spinoffs per se like right fast and furious is already way up through nine movies but you had hobbs and shaw that's like a spinoff per se like why can't you do that with things like this so I would be all for it, man. Like I'm am, not against anything like that. I am not like for creating franchises out of anything. Like just make new movies. But man, I, I will watch anything that Anna Darmas does. She is so fantastic in this movie, especially just unbelievably funny and good in, in her little brief appearance, which is kind of nice too. Cause it was like, uh, it was just a, a cameo in the movie and she really livened it up when she was on there and, and they didn't try to do too much with it. Uh, so, so, one of the things that I, I had been hearing going into this movie quite a bit is that the movie is good when it's sort of just like a fun, goofy James Bond movie, like a silly save the world plot going around fighting, cracking jokes, whatever. But they tried really hard to give this like nice, tidy, wrap a bow around it, um, more emotional stuff. And I, I found that that stuff kind of worked for me. Like I, 
the ending's a little dumb. Like the they had to get to to where they got to, and the way they pulled it off is, if you think about it too much, it's it's not great. Yeah. But I, I don't know. What did you think about trying to make it more about like him grappling with going all the way back to Vesper and then like Leah Sadu's character and I. I liked all, all of that. I liked this. I think that was a big appeal for this movie. You know, I think we'd seen so much of the James Bond that you already had like this idea, I think going in, like, was it going to be really anything different, but it, it did go through a more emotional state. It went through even stages of being funny. Like you said, there's mm-hmm. plenty of one-liners in this that had, hadn't been done. So I was like, Oh, where'd that right. come from? Where, where did this, you know, where did this come out of James Bond? Where did this come out of Daniel Craig? Like we haven't seen this yet. And then you're right. Like the emotional side of things, you know, when it did come to his relationship with, uh, you know, Madeline Madeline, Swan and stuff and, and the kid who does get involved at that point and leading up to that ending and whatnot. Yeah. Was it a little over the top? Was it still, it, I still felt it. It It's like, okay. Like, you know, I I feel it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I still appreciate it. I think more than anything, it's like, if you really wanted to end it, I felt like, okay, if, if that's how you need to end it, that's how you feel you need to end it. Like I'm cool with it. Like I wasn't Find like, a reason to get there. Yeah. yeah. If that's the reason you got there and you know, and I, I have to speak to it. Like, I guess I'm okay with it too. Cause it's like, you know, this entire, this movie's long. This is the longest. Just go, James just go ahead movie. and spoil it. Let, let's just be specific here. <laughs> So this this movie is two and a half hours. And like we said, James Bond, like the action scenes in the beginning are like really fun, like you said. And then it gets to the point where we realize that he has had a kid with Madeline Swan, And, you know, he gets to the point where Rami Malek's character basically has the nanobots with their DNA in it. So if he ever sees him again, they're gonna, yeah. it's going to kill him. And so you get to the so big stupid. reveal that he has to basically be like, all right, well, for the sake of the ones that I love. I'm just going to have to die here and, and make sure, you know, so yeah. the Island that they're on with all these other nanobots that destroy the world, it's like, okay, time to destroy them and me with it. Cause it's the only way. And that, that way I know annoying. my family. I mean, I, so I don't care it's just, that, that they wanted him to like be killed off at the end. And, and that okay. may have been a request for from Daniel Craig being like, it, I swear I'm fucking done with these movies. <laughs> like just kill me. But 16 years is a long time to play a character. It I mean, is. Like, they it, only made five movies over that time. That's too, crazy. Kind of kind of wild. But the thing that annoyed me, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, it's a stupid spy movie plot. Like, get over it. But the idea that he got these nanobots in his blood that would kill them. And then he calls like the tech guy who was able to like hack into an eyeball by put, putting it under a laser or whatever. He's like, sorry, nothing we can do. <laughs> they're in your blood forever. And they're definitely going to kill them. Like <laughs> you don't think with some amount of time and effort, like they could have fixed it, which again, logical inconsistencies in a very silly movie, who cares? But like, I don't know. I, I feel like if you're going to kill off your character, at least like make it a little bit. That's more, yeah. I, I don't know. And and I guess you just don't you don't want to do it in a way where he's going out on someone else's terms either, you know, where he's like of course being defeated more or less, like he's making that choice, like the sacrifice or whatever. But which kind of, I, I guess echoes back to Vesper in the first movie, but it's it's a fun movie. I had a good time yeah, with it. I, and I speaking of a couple more characters, I guess to get there too. It's like yeah. that's where like the spinoffs and stuff. Like it kind of sucks that this like these movies are over. Cause it's like, how many of these characters are these characters? Would they ever come back as the same actors? Like, cause well, you, you see Q and stuff like Judy I, Dench I, came back from the Pierce Brosnan movies to play yeah. M in the early movies here. So it is possible that they bring back the Shauna Lynch's 
I don't think they gave her a different number. I mean, I think they did, but they didn't say what it was. So, I mean, yeah. they could make a Lashana Lynch movie that's like 005 yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and then have Q back and all that and, and mm-hmm. Money Penny and stuff. Like these characters that you kind of already made this relationship with Bond. It's like, okay, I mean, they're still part of the organization and they were actually good characters. I, I enjoyed like them yeah. and, and their relationship that they had with, with Bond and stuff. And so it's like, I wouldn't want to see this completely go away, but at the same time, it's like, I understand it's like, you know, move on. But at the same time, like you said, it's like, it took you five, 16 years to make five movies. And it's right. like, I don't want to have to like wait to reestablish all these characters into something. It's like, you know, if you already have something established and that's why I'm cool with like LaSonna Lynch does play James Bond in a future movie. I don't care. It's like, at least you've already kind of established that as like her role. And it's like, well, that, okay, that she's in it. going to happen. They, they I, producers I have already said that they won't cast that James <laughs> Bond as a woman. But, uh, but I, that, you but know, her, speak- her in some role, right. Her in, as what is her name? It's like Numi or something like that. Um, yeah in another movie would be would be fine i i think you, you had something to say go ahead and I'll, I'll i have another point to add sure i i think kind of just summing up for me to like speak to the latter of it i think daniel craig enjoyed his time like as much as we enjoyed our time i think i enjoyed my time i'm going to speak for myself here i enjoyed my time through all these movies uh you could tell like they had fun with it right like i think yeah. everyone who's been involved in every movie especially this one the ones that you know are just one timers or have continued through a span of a couple of these movies and stuff uh i think you can just kind of tell that you know th- they've just kind of went all in and and enjoy that fun and, and enjoy their roles and especially like i said daniel craig yeah. you know i think he got to the point where you're right i think he was done with it he was time for him to do something else but as his time as bond you know he was like you could tell like he was there's just moments I felt like where it's like, yes, he's acting, but I like, you could just generally tell like he is enjoying this mm-hmm. and why shouldn't we at the same time? So, and I did. So. Yeah, no, that, that rocks. I, I think too, with this movie, one of the things I, I did really like about it. So, I mean, again, very silly movie. It's kind of hard to read into bigger themes or ideas or anything. Cause it really is just like nanobots are going to kill the world. James Bond has to stop them. But one thing I did like about this movie, that's different from, previous ones and especially the um especially the the franchise before daniel craig too is that this movie is not really like the pro-government rah-rah thing that um that because he's like a secret agent for the government that that is james bond's role but this movie it's really like mi6 and and ray fine's character uh, m that gets them into this mess in the first place. And, and James Bond is sort of working from outside the system to help fix the mistake that they made. And that was kind of interesting to me as well is being maybe indicative of the times that we live in now too, in that like the government isn't this infallible agency that, um, that it might've been in like Casino Royale or whatever, or even Skyfall where it was, it, it kind of had some of those themes too, but um found that interesting are you telling me not to t- through. not to trust the government I'm telling you Is not to trust me? ray fines okay it's a shady character he played voldemort you can't so trust we trust him. the government depends on the government i guess <laughs> all right in this case the british government we don't trust you british government evan said it not me i'm just repeating his words okay sounds good to me it's okay uh, i don't trust the thoughts? american government so any other what? thoughts on uh any other thoughts on James Bond? Any other thoughts this on James segment Bond? of James Bond? Yeah, it's time to say, die at least. Uh, with this segment, I think it's time that we could just do our thing. Ha <laughs> ha, time. See, is a pun unintended, but there. 
Letterbox Roundup. You're giving me that look, so it was time to go there. God, I said time again. I need to stop this. Just give us a rating, and then you won't have to worry about it. You're right. Three and a half out of five. It's up there. Not my favorite, but it's up there. Three and a half. Look at us agreeing. It's uh, it's a three and a half for me too. Good movie. Good time. Too long, but fun. I should have known. I'd leave alone. Just goes to show. All right, Cody, we're going to do a quick middle segment here uh, about the future of James Bond. So we talked about Lashana Lynch maybe coming back for some sort of spinoff, maybe a dream scenario Anna de Armas does. Uh, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening, uh, what they do with the character. But lots of speculation around who's going to be the next James Bond. They said they haven't even started the, the casting process. Yeah. That'll come uh, next uh, next year sometime. Do you have anybody that you want to throw out there as uh, potential James Bond, who who you'd like it to be? And I, I will say, so you mentioned it off the top. You wouldn't mind if Lashana Lynch was the next James Bond, but just for the sake of keeping it realistic, because they've already said that they would rather create a new role for a woman than um, cast a woman as James Bond. Whether you agree with it or disagree with it, uh, that's kind of the way things are going. So just in the sense of realism, let's keep it dudes. That's the only... Uh, Dang it, dude. The only qualifier. Sorry, Cody. <laughs> uh, I guess to speak to like the James Bond, like I was kind of... There were some names like that I threw around and I was curious too. I went on Twitter and read it a little bit. Just kind of names that are popping around. And for the most part, it just seems like British famous actors was like what was typed in. And then people were just like throwing their names out there, right? Like Tom Hardy was thrown out there a lot. Uh, yeah, Idris people Elba. say that a lot. Idris Elba was thrown uh, thrown out there a lot, and I know he already spoke to like not Too being old. the next James Bond. It, and that's one of the premises that I kind of want to get to. It's like mm-hmm. when I'm thinking about who should be the next James Bond, does it have to be to like think outside that box? Does it need to be British? Does it need to be all these kind of things? What age do you want to like cast him as? Because to me, it's like you don't want him. Yeah, you're right. Too old because it's like mm-hmm. if you're going to do this whole thing again, where you're going to span it out, even just through ten years, it's like if he's already you know, middle-aged to that extent. It's like, you don't, that, that's we not already the just James did a franchise about James Bond being old, even though Daniel Craig wasn't that old. Exactly. So um, I, and I want to see someone like new too, to the extent of like, I felt like for us, Daniel Craig played like a different James Bond. I, I haven't watched a lot of old James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen, you know, I've seen Sean Connery yeah, man, and, sure. and a couple of them here and there, like, watching an entire movies or in that case, every movie he's been in is James Bond. Hell no. I have, you know, not my time and I never went back to do it. Um, but if I had to just throw out like names of people who are, I guess on like the younger side of things that would maybe portray this role. Uh, one that I really liked was um, Dave Patel was someone who Dave I know Patel, was like yeah. being thrown out there. I would be like, okay, you know what? I could see that. Like, cause he's you gotta have someone up there on yeah, my he, list of people I'd want to do it. Yeah uh another one that he is british he is a little bit older um but i felt like he felt that role and i've just i maybe it was just all like the um all the eternal you know uh trailers i've been seeing but richard madden was another one who was like sure. i'm like you know what i could kind of see him as... sort of a classic mold of yeah uh... that that's that outside the box as much uh one other one that i kind of like was just scrolling through and, and probably not on your list but 
you know, Tom Harp, uh, Hop, Hopper, it was uh, another one. He was, he played a uh, Lux or whatever in the, uh, the uh, Umbrella Academy on Netflix. He was the big, I, I know most, a lot of actors and I have no idea. Who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, I was just scrolling through names and stuff and you know, some of it, I did stick to the, all right, is this British or whatnot and stuff. And so um, people that I would like that are again, outside the mold, if you want to go ethnicity and all that stuff and not fit that mold. I, you know, John Boyega was someone who like came to mind a little bit. I felt yeah, like he could kind of do it. Cool. Aldous Hodge was another, you know. Oh yeah, that would be interesting. Dude, I, I love Aldous Hodge. I think Aldous he does. Hodge, I don't know. I, you know, that's an interesting one. I, <laughs> I like him a lot too. I yeah. don't know. If, like I, interesting i yeah. don't think we've seen him do like the the slick suave thing yet but he but i've but seen sure him good i'm sure yeah, he could. i've seen him in leverage he's he's in a tv series called leverage and he does play like the tech guy so like i don't want to like tell him like he would be like the q like he'd be the tech guy mm-hmm. of like the james bond franchise if they were like when they reboot it and stuff but like at the same time he has that suave like personality to him in that series where it's just like that was another guy who was he's a little bit on the older side but he doesn't like look it so i don't know if you like you can yeah. keep him young per se like whatnot like i i i love aldous hodge so i kind of had to like throw that in there so um and i know the last one i have on my list kind of thing uh that's kind of out of the blue too and would probably never happen but i love him too as an actor and i think he could do uh pretty well as is freddie highmore <laughs> who is freddie highmore again he's he, he plays the good doctor Oh, sure. I guess uh, he's fine, I guess. Yeah, um, so totally out of left field. I saw him in that heist movie on Netflix. I was like, you know what? Whatever. I feel like that? maybe. Was that any good? No, <laughs> <laughs> I love Freddie Highmore. So it was a higher rating than I just remember him in like the Spiderwick Chronicles back in the day. Yeah. So I don't know. That's about it. And I know we can't break the mold, but uh, we're going to throw it out there anyway, because it wasn't going to be a girl, but if it could be a girl, and after seeing Black Widow, Florence Pugh, dude, she would have killed it. Heck yeah, dude. Love <laughs> Florence Pugh. Just let Ana de Armas do it. Um, yeah, so I was going to say Dead Patel. I know that's like a pretty popular one that's been going around um, as well. Uh, okay, so here's one that a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Zach, threw out when we were, we were talking about this. As a joke, I think, but he said uh, Jamie Dornan um who of course the 50 shades of gray guy but he's also in uh barb and star uh oh that guy. <laughs> that guy so i think it would be so like if we're trying to go for a totally different tone trying to have yeah. a jokeier james bond no, I, something I a little it. more fun yeah I, I actually think and he like he can pull off like the slick he's a little bit on the older side too i think he's close to 40 or something like that but that would be um that would be a lot of fun uh, the one that keeps sticking in my head, though, is um, Daniel Kaluuya. Okay. Wouldn't it be fun to have Daniel Kaluuya do James Bond? It would be like he's such an intense actor, but he's also fun. Like it'd be, it would be a really interesting uh, direction to go. What do you think about that? He was actually, I didn't mention him. He was actually one that I was uh, on my list as well, to be fair. So yeah. um, he, he, he put that category with like John Boyega and Aldous Hodge and stuff. Like, right, if we're going with, uh ethnicity kind of thing like he was definitely up there as like someone who could definitely pull it off i feel you like. know it would be a funny pick though tell me more tell me more me daniel radcliffe pick me daniel what, what if they get him to come in harry potter and then james bond uh, you <laughs> bring back the british guys now you bring back um, the entire cast of harry potter and, and put them as the 
the cast in James Bond movie. What a concept. I mean, who would I be if I didn't say Robert Pattinson? But he's he's too busy with uh, with <laughs> Batman. So I'm I'm trying to think. Anyone else uh, come to mind? No, I, I think it ultimately does come down to I think if you an had age one thing. choice. Who would it be? Oh, one choice. One choice that breaks the. I'm telling you, dude. The one choice that breaks the mold for me that I would love to see is legitimately, and I know he's not even going to be close, is Aldous Hodge. I yeah. seriously think okay. he would he would break the mold. I did, I'd, I'd give you Daniel Kaluuya. I feel like that's who you'd pick. And then I think yeah. if I had to pick a top three. I'd really three, like Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, I Dave, think he'd be great. Dev Patel would be my third. Like That would be Dev like Patel's my top right three. I would be yeah. like right there is like breaking the mold, something different, and then probably being able to bring a different like pizzazz to that role, James Bond, right? Like, we, you know what I mean? So yeah, my, my hope, honestly like of realistic things that could happen is if you look at james bond previously and we'll, we'll talk about it here in the next segment but usually the the actor for james bond is kind of plucked from obscurity like bigger name guys are up for the roles generally but it, it tends to go to a guy that's sort of just cutting his teeth like when um when daniel craig was up for it he was auditioning against uh, Clive Owen, who was very well known at the time, Children of Men. He was like a movie star at the time. And Henry Cavill, who hadn't really done much of anything at that point. So that's kind of interesting. I mean, you look at, um, I don't really know what Pierce Brosnan was up to back in like 1995 or whatever, when or 92, when he started playing James Bond. Um, Sean Connery Sean Connery was like a bodybuilder a Scottish bodybuilder that came over and he'd been in like two things and they're like all right you could be James Bond now (laughs) it's kind of like a good role to introduce somebody who doesn't have that wider audience and I hope they do that again Daniel Craig for example I think he'd just been in like letter uh, layer cake was the movie but he was not by any means a big name actor oh Henry Golding he'd be a good James Bond although he's pretty popular now just played snake eyes so yeah, yeah, it is hard because it's like, how popular does this person have to be? Because it, it kind of have they already established themselves, and mm-hmm. how much have they established themselves to where it's like, if you put them in this role, it just doesn't make sense anymore, kind of thing. So yeah. I understand that side. Of and it, maybe so. we're just in a different era now where every movie needs to have a movie star at the center of it. Like James Bond used to be the one thing where the character was the draw to the movie theater, not necessarily the actor. But now it seems like every movie just has to have a guy that like is recognizable or whatever, you know? So with our luck, we're going to get Tom Cruise, James Bond. You know what, Evan, when it comes to this podcast, you're the guy people come here to listen to you. You're the guy. Thank you. I'm also the guy. I'm also (laughs) the guy. So. All right, Cody, let's close things out with a little broader discussion of Daniel Craig as James Bond, not just in this movie. Uh, I I know we've both said it already. We are not the most familiar with uh, the previous 17 installments of uh, of the James (laughs) Bond franchise, but we have seen all of the Daniel Craig movies. Uh, I think he's great. Like, I I think that he brought an element to this character that was really engaging and made two 
fantastic. One fantastic James Bond movie wow. and, and two really good ones. All right. I'd I'd say two fantastic with uh, one very good one and then two so-so. Actually, one bad, but whatever. One one is bad. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can rank. I, I'm let's I'm rank down them. To, let's just start it out. Rank them. Go ahead. Rank them all. Yeah, go for it. I feel like we're gonna have the same ranking, but I think I like my star ratings are higher. So I know I gave it's Casino Royale for sure is oh, uh, number one. Yeah, I think I gave that four. Uh, I gave Skyfall it's number two, also four stars. Um, I then went with No Time to Die, uh, three and a half stars. I went Spectre three stars, I believe. Uh, yeah, just and then um, uh, Quantum of Solace was absolutely garbage. <laughs> Two stars. <laughs> yeah, I think our ratings and, are fairly similar. Yeah, order same. same for me. Um, okay, I would I would put uh, Skyfall and No Time to Die pretty close to each other though. Like, okay. I, I don't think there's much of a, a gulf between those two movies. Casino yeah. Royale, easily the best of the of yeah. the Craig franchise. And I guess to speak and start somewhere too after giving those ratings, um, the reason I feel like, well, Quantum of Solace, from what I remember, again, I hadn't seen everything in theaters all at once. And a couple of these I'd now, honestly, when No Time was supposed to release, I'd like watched all of them. So it's actually mm-hmm. been quite some time since I've seen them. I just remember that being like, all it was was like super like because I had just seen Casino Royale and then I went into that one. Casino Royale was like it was slick. It was sly. You know, obviously we were getting mm. introduced to Daniel Craig and and it wasn't like this big action. Like it wasn't the typical Bond movies of the past. Right. It wasn't, you know, this is what he does. It's, it's like the way he handled himself and all that wasn't just, you know, guns blazing kind of thing where like right. Quantum of Solace, like easily became like the guns blazing kind of movie and it was just two hours of like straight action there was just i felt like no plot or premise yeah and it's just all over the place and it's like okay this this doesn't make sense man like especially after there were some problems with that movie but i think most of them had to do with like the time in which it came out it was a it was a, an action movie that came out in the mid 2000s when everything was shot and edited like a Michael Bay movie. So like the action scenes have like a billion cuts in them. They're just it's too much. Like they they tried to to make it an action movie by editing as opposed to like clever staging and actual like good execution of action sequences. Um not good. And, and again, like the plot doesn't make a ton of sense, but that doesn't the plot in James Bond movies don't always make sense anyway. So, so be it. But yeah, that, that movie was just constructed poorly. I think, I think the bones are there, but like, it just is a very poorly put together movie. Yeah. So, but I don't know, man. I think it's just, for, it's just so different. It's so hard to speak to all of the James Bond of it all in per se of outside of the Daniel Craig era. Cause it's like, again, I, I haven't seen it, but you grow up with Daniel Craig too at the same time, right? Like you said, this has been 16 years. It's only been five movies, but it's right. like, you know, you're a little bit older too when you see the next movie. You know, we were, uh, how old was I at that point? What, nine, I guess? 16? Nine, yeah, yeah roughly. probably not nine, watching ten. Bond. So, I, yeah, you know, and I guess you take it with, you know, you just kind of growing up with the character too. Like he obviously... You know, he was the hotshot 007 agent. And, you know, you get to the point where it's like the story develops to where it's like you're obsolete. Technology is going to take over. It can do everything. And, you know, his big thing is like you need to still have a guy out in the field because you need to know when to kill and when not to kill somebody. Like that's like one of like the big lines kind of like thing, like breaking to him. But 
I don't know, man. Like he just he just so goes all in with this character that like you can't help but like you know that you know you did it, man. You did it, kind of thing. Yeah, so. I think he brought something interesting as James Bond uh, as well. That again, having not seen all of the you know Pierce Brosnan and uh, and Sean Connery and whatever Roger Moore, like all of their movies, but. Definitely when he got cast, what people were saying is like, he doesn't have the traditional look of James Bond. He's not the, you know, like the slender black hair, brown eyed, um, kind of suave dude. And it's true. Like he, he isn't that sort of mold. That's not what his James, like his James Bond is not defined by his, um, I don't want to say charisma, even though it's kind of charisma. Like it's just, uh, his uh slickness his sort of like he he's not the gentleman sleuth that we're used to from like that franchise in general um he's more of like the way i like to think about it he's more of a like a soldier james bond you know he's more of the this is an action movie we're going to have these gunfights and do all these things and less about like the um the actual like detective uh, sitting at the bar with a martini in hand, even though he does all the things you're supposed to do as James Bond, his is is a little bit different. And that's why I'm saying I hope the next one not necessarily goes back to that, but it, it feels like every franchise now has to be these big hundreds of millions of dollars action movies. And like Daniel Craig was great and brought that element to it, but it would be nice to have a movie franchise because this isn't going anywhere. James Bond is sticking around. It'd be nice to have one where it the the emphasis isn't on the killing and the the like action sequences and stuff. They'll still have bits and pieces of that, but it would be nice to have one um, where it's just a little more laid back, a little more, a little more of like a crime noir kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it also feels good too because you know it wasn't always. Like with Casino Royale, you're right. Like that wasn't all about the, you know, guns blazing and all that kind of stuff. I felt like most right. of them outside of, you know, Quantum of Solace felt more of that route. Like I loved all of like the intro scenes and stuff. And like every one of these movies from what I can remember, um, I like that into that first action scene, right? And then into like that intro and stuff. Like those are all like, it's very eye appealing. It's very catchy. It's like, and that's like enough action. And for most of these movies, like that is most of the intense action for quite some time. Like they definitely develop a story and, and a premise. And I think especially from like Skyfall onward, like mm-hmm. I genuinely like really do enjoy the story. Like it, it, it develops into something nicely and it kind of, it does definitely play back on some past characters and stuff and, and losses that he's dealt with and losses right. moving forward. Um, but overall it's like, I, you know, I love how they 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 do interconnect it, and especially when it's they're directed by obviously multiple people, right? Sam Mendes did a few of them. Yeah, his films um, are good. And then well, who was the most recent one again? Uh, this was Kerry Joji Fukunaga, who is also a great director. He did um, Maniac on Netflix, the the limited series with Jonah Hill and uh, and Emma Stone. Yeah, and then you had Martin. All, yeah. Then you had Martin Campbell, and I know he's done. I think already he was a, a couple holdover other... from yeah from the Pierce Brosnan movies. Yeah, I was gonna say I think he was a couple of already double O seven movies, mm-hmm. but but like to to continue that right where it's like everyone can have like their creative direction and still come together for like this concrete like you know ending kind of thing of this this story that's progressed through these movies and I don't know I, I find that kind of cool like like you said it's like you could make an action movie mm-hmm. um, and of course that's what James Bond is. 
Um, and even with as basic of a premise as like you've come to see in a lot of these ones, you know, here's your bad guy, he's gonna destroy the world kind of thing. And and of course you're gonna stop him. That's mostly every one of those type of movies. Right. Um, but to have something more and because of those stories and to have something more and and to connect to more of these characters uh throughout just kind of just that's why that last one with no time to die kind of just hits home a little bit more because it's like okay like i get it i understand you did your thing daniel craig and i i think for what it was like i i think there's a lot of unfortunately it felt like there's a lot of people who weren't like happy with the way it like ended but i'm like i'm like no one ever is yeah no one ever is and i feel like you're right like i think daniel craig was done i he left i think on his terms i think he was cool with the ending i'm sure he was of course he's like looped in. It's like, is this how you like want to go out kind of thing? And yeah, you know, he went out on his terms and, and that's kind of a cool thing movie, too. So, so he had a say for sure. So um, I, I thought it was a good send off. So I do, I do too. Yeah. I, and I think that these movies have proven already that they can be different things. They can be the action movie. They can be a little more calculated, like casino Royale. Um, and, and that's good. And they can be a little goofier, like no time to die, even though I, I don't think it's like an incredibly silly movie. It's just kind of a silly premise. Uh, so, okay. Before we, we close things out, let's, uh, let's rank a couple other things too. bond songs from, uh, the Craig era. Do you have, uh, Oh man, you'd have to, t- I couldn't tell you all the songs right off the top of my head. I so like, I like the Billie Eilish song for this one. I thought it was, no, it was yeah. pretty fitting. No time to die was pretty good. Uh, Adele's, uh, Skyfall is probably the best one, right? Yeah. Like I said, man, all those intros and stuff, you're right. Like the music intros and like that first like action scene, like all it, that's what it's crazy. Like it's so compelling. It's so entertaining. All of these, like none of these movies, like as, as you know, as, as we rank them and I did have like a two star in there, like I'll mm-hmm. still entertain like through all of them. Like they get you in those first 10 minutes and it honestly sticks with you throughout the whole, you know, two hour runtime kind of thing. So, uh, you know, there's something I think to be said about that too, per se. So. Anyway, you don't you don't have any other Bond song opinions? I don't have any songs. I again, I hadn't seen some of them, so I don't remember all the songs and all the intros and stuff. But sure, Adele, I love Adele. Adele so that, that sounds right. I a good Adele. one. It's like it's a good song. I think like the good movies had good Bond songs. I feel like. <laughs> uh, hey, this, what what this, else is a Bond thing? Um, I don't know. That was all I had. Which car was the best? You know, he had the he, same he car. He drove the old cars quite a bit. I still like the yeah. Casino Royale, the the new like uh, Aston Martin DB eight or whatever it was at the time db7 maybe yeah if only i was more informed about these things to be able to rank said cars beautiful car wonderful aston martin um yeah bond villains how about that which uh which villains did you think were best throughout uh oh man i'd have to probably give it casino royale again was the best so i think mickelson man would be the best uh the villain in Skyfall. Honestly, the way I rank the movies is how I probably feel about the villains. Yeah, right. If the villain's like, good, the movie's if, pretty good. Yeah. So I think Harvey Bardem in Skyfall might be the best one. Like his his villain yeah, he, is very maniacal. Like very yeah. um, actually seems motivated by logic. Um, just really good performance by Javier Bardem. Something you don't see a ton. Um, but yeah, Mads Mikkelsen rocks. I didn't care so much for Rami Malek. I like Christoph Waltz, who played Blofeld in both this movie and Spectre. But I don't think he made a very compelling villain. He's got too much of a softness to his his features or something. I've seen him in too many scenes. other things, too, where it's like I know what he's done. And I don't know. It's like hard to like right. see him in that role. 
you're right though there is like a softness to him where it's like you're you're like trying to like be this cold heartless person is like it's not coming across that way right he seems just like he's or it's like not a manipulative nice enough you know? yeah it's yeah. not like manipulative enough he just he's just always in the shadow he just sits there and like nothing like okay yeah thanks so i just i can't see that guy and think anything other than ah, he seems like a cool guy <laughs> like <laughs> regardless uh yeah any any last james bond thoughts this is going to be a, a pretty quick episode but i mean we just talked about James Bond the whole time, so it is what it is. I don't have any other thoughts. Not at the time. Come back. You know what? Maybe we'll go back. Maybe we'll see the whole Sean Connery 007. That could be like a thing for the month. I don't Maybe know. Maybe in preparation of uh whoever the next bond is, whenever there that you comes go. out or see something. look at us spitballing ideas line. already for the next one. All right, Evan. I'm ready to get to our clothes, say goodbye. So there's a Ducks game on tonight, and I'm going to go right. watch it. We're, we're the fans of the Ducks. That's right. All right, Cody, that does it for this week's episode of Spinning the Reel. Uh, very James Bond-filled, uh, action-packed episode. Uh, what? Let's start. Let's start where we don't normally start. What are we? Uh, what are we talking about next week? Do you know? Next week has to be comes out this week. The last, the last duel, duel maybe? comes out. The last this duel. Week. That'll yeah. be our uh, then Dune. Big one. Dune's definitely coming, guys. And probably the French Dispatch and God, another freaking just French. The name is just the a turn off. It's a Wes Anderson. Point. I movie. know, but Come just on. the French Leah, Dispatch. Leah Sadu's in that one too. So <laughs> is uh, Jeffrey Wright. We've got a uh, got a collection of Bond actors in that. Now movie. the last the last duel. I already have tickets for that. I'm very interested to see that. Um, I think it'll be it's going to be a pretty good movie. I feel. I'm hoping okay. it's a good movie. Well, when where or where can the people find us? People can find us on our Twitter and our Instagram at spinning the real R E E L. All of that is available as well on the website at spinning the where Evan will hopefully, by the time this episode's released, have a review up of the newest James it. Bond. It's not movie. done yet, but, but it will be done. That's yes. why I'm plugging it for you. But I guess that's your thing. You plug your own thing. So go ahead, plug away. Yeah. I should have a review for, uh, for no time to die up by the time this episode posts. Um, I didn't say it in the opening, but we're recording this on what's today, the 13th of October. You can't do it in the close now. Now anyway, it no it's going to post probably tomorrow and I'll <laughs> probably have the review up by then. I, I want to shout out too. So I did get my pass for the AFI fest. So if anybody that listens to this podcast, it's unlikely because nobody does. Um, if they are at the AFI Fest, come say hi. Um, they just dropped the uh, the schedule, or not the schedule, the the lineup for uh, for this year's festival. And it is crazy. So many good movies. Parallel Mothers, Petite Maman, Drive My Car, Memoria. I, I could go on. There's so many good movies that are going to be playing at AFI Fest. So I will have some reviews of those up uh, next month when uh, when I'm in attendance. So keep an eye out for those as well, guys. I'm just glad you didn't go on and on and on. That could have been forever. This is the close. There's this a is, lot this of is, really This good is where movies. we end. This is where I do my, well, you do your thing and you did your thing. I plugged everything. So there's only one thing left to do. And we should have done this probably about two minutes ago before we even started all this nonsense. 
Bye.